Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to the Catechism in a Year podcast, where we encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith. The Catechism in a Year is brought to you by Ascension. In 365 days, we'll read through the Catechism of the Catholic Church, discovering our identity in God's family as we journey together toward our heavenly home. This is day 159. We're reading paragraphs 1163 to 1167. As always, I'm using the Ascension edition of the Catechism, which includes the Foundations of Faith approach, but you can follow along with any recent version of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. You can also download your own Catechism in a Year reading plan by visiting ascensionpress.com CIY. And lastly, you can click follow or subscribe in your podcast app for daily updates and daily notifications. Today is day 159. As I said, we're reading paragraphs 1163 to 1167. The question, remember, we're asking the questions. We went all the way back to the very beginning and asked those four questions. Who celebrates the liturgy? How is the liturgy celebrated? When is the liturgy celebrated? And where is the liturgy celebrated today? The question is when? When is the liturgy celebrated? And so we're looking at today the liturgical seasons as well as the Lord's Day. So two kind of concepts. First is the liturgical seasons that goes all the way back to Mosaic Law, right? It goes all the way back to the beginnings of the Bible. It goes all the way back to the Lord's Day. And then we're actually going to talk about the Lord's Day. In fact, we're, you probably know this already, is that Sabbath, right? That, that day of rest, Sabbath is Saturday. And yet we celebrate the Lord's Day on Sunday. So how did that transformation happen? And why do we do that? Well, we do it, spoiler, because of the resurrection. That's why. And that's, that's, it says this, the Lord's day, the day of the resurrection, the day of Christians is our day. And so as we launch into this, when is the liturgy celebrated? We have liturgical seasons. We have the Lord's day. Tomorrow we'll talk about the whole liturgical year, but right now we're concerned with today. And that's the big word. The big word of today is actually just simply that the big word of the day is today. When do we celebrate the the Eucharist? Today. When do we come before the Lord? Today. And when do we have the chance to say yes to Jesus? Well, the answer is today. And so let's pray right now. Father in heaven, you have given us this day. You've given us this day to say yes to you. You've given us this day to say yes to your mercy. You've given us this day to say yes to your courage. You've given us this day to say yes to hope. And we ask you to please in this moment, in wherever we are at right now, we ask you, please open up our hearts, open up our minds so that we don't delay anymore. So we don't say later, we don't say tomorrow, but we simply say yes today. Now, Lord, now is the time. This day is the day. Help us to give you our whole yes, our whole heart, our whole selves right now in this moment. Today, we make this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. It is day 159. We're reading paragraphs 1163 to 1167. When is the liturgy celebrated? Liturgical seasons. Holy Mother Church believes that she should celebrate the saving work of her divine spouse in a sacred commemoration on certain days throughout the course of the year. Once each week, on the day which she has called the Lord's Day, she keeps the memory of the Lord's resurrection. She also celebrates it once every year together with his blessed passion at Easter, that most solemn of all feasts. In the course of the year, moreover, she unfolds the whole mystery of Christ. Thus recalling the mysteries of the redemption, she opens up to the faithful the riches of her Lord's powers and merits, so that these are in some way made present in every age. The faithful lay hold of them and are filled with saving grace. From the time of the Mosaic Law, the people of God have observed fixed feasts, beginning with Passover, 
to commemorate the astonishing actions of the Savior God, to give Him thanks for them, to perpetuate their remembrance, and to teach new generations to conform their conduct to them. In the age of the church, between the Passover of Christ already accomplished once for all and its consummation in the kingdom of God, the liturgy celebrated on fixed days bears the imprint of the newness of the mystery of Christ. When the church celebrates the mystery of Christ, there is a word that marks her prayer. Today. A word echoing the prayer her Lord taught her and the call of the Holy Spirit. This today of the living God which man is called to enter is the hour of Jesus' Passover, which reaches across and underlies all history. As St. Hippolytus wrote, Life extends over all beings and fills them with unlimited light. The Orient of Orients pervades the universe, and he who was before the day star and before the heavenly bodies, immortal and vast, the great Christ, shines over all beings more brightly than the sun. Therefore, a day of long eternal light is ushered in for us who believe in him, a day which is never blotted out, the mystical Passover. The Lord's Day By a tradition handed down from the apostles, which took its origin from the very day of Christ's resurrection, the church celebrates the Paschal mystery every seventh day, which day is appropriately called the Lord's Day or Sunday. The day of Christ's resurrection is both the first day of the week, the memorial of the first day of creation, and the eighth day, on which Christ, after his rest on the great Sabbath, inaugurates the day that the Lord has made, the day that knows no evening. The Lord's Supper is its center, for there the whole community of the faithful encounters the risen Lord who invites them to his banquet. As St. Jerome wrote, The Lord's Day, the day of resurrection, the day of Christians, is our day. It is called the Lord's Day because on it the Lord rose victorious to the Father. If pagans call it the Day of the Son, we willingly agree, for today the light of the world is raised. Today is revealed the Son of Justice with healing in His rays. Sunday is the preeminent day for the liturgical assembly, when the faithful gather to listen to the Word of God and take part in the Eucharist, thus calling to mind the Passion resurrection, and glory of the Lord Jesus, and giving thanks to God who has begotten them again by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead unto a living hope. The Syriac office of Antioch states, When we ponder, O Christ, the marvels accomplished on this day, the Sunday of your holy resurrection, we say, Blessed is Sunday, for on it began creation, the world's salvation, the renewal of the human race. On Sunday, heaven and earth rejoiced, and the whole universe was filled with light. Blessed is Sunday, for on it were opened the gates of paradise, so that Adam and all the exiles might enter it without fear. All right, so there we have it, day 159, but paragraphs 1163 to 1167, we have liturgical seasons and the Lord's Day. Let's highlight a couple things. One is, think about seasons, just seasons in general, how they're the same, but they're always different, right? There's there's this reality, I, mean, I live at a certain latitude where I have four distinct seasons, even if one of them, called winter, lasts for <laughs> quite a significant amount of time. But there's a difference between summer and fall and winter and spring. And they're, they're the same every time. I mean, you, you know this when it comes to like school, the school year or academic year, where it's always the same, but it's always different. It's, it's a way to mark the passage of time. And yet it's, again, it's cyclical in that sense that, okay, it, here comes the, the new school year again. It's, it's the same thing that it was last time but it's always something different. And that is true when it comes to liturgical seasons as well. So the church is has baked into the year. Um, not only every week, every Sunday, we celebrate the Lord's resurrection. We talked about that with the Lord's day, but 
every year, at least once, we celebrate Easter in a really, really significant way. So we have those seasons, you know, right, like Lent that leads into Easter, then the Easter season, then we have ordinary time. We have the season of Advent that leads into the Christmas season. And all of these things are cyclical in a way that, what do they do? Well, a couple of things that they do. They One of the things that it opens up the riches of the Lord's powers and merits, right? We are represented with what God has done every time we encounter the liturgy of Christ, every time we encounter the sacraments. But in addition to that, we get to commemorate the astonishing acts of our Savior God, right? We get to pause and give thanks. How often do you and I forget to give thanks? It's it's just one of those things. Well, here comes the sun. It came up today. And uh, yeah, that's just what happens. It's just a new day. As opposed to being reminded, okay, wait, stop. Can you thank God yet today? (laughs) Have, Have I thanked God yet today for what he's done, not just in giving us creation, but giving us salvation? So we... The church pauses in the liturgical season and says, okay, now it's a moment to give thanks. Another time uh, to perpetuate their remembrance, right? We we have to pause and realize, okay, let's go back to this. Let's represent what God has done to a new generation. And that's a whole other thing too, to teach new generations to conform their conduct to the Lord and to what he has done. And this is this is just so important for all of us because why? Because we need to be reminded we are, we talked about this during the Bible in a year. We are people who forget our brains are incredible, but our brains also have a bunch of holes in them in that sense that, man, I can hear something a dozen times and still I need to be reminded of it. And God can do so many incredible things in your life and in my life. And, you know, a week later we forget and say, well, what did you, what have you done today? And that's why I love this word. The whole theme of the day is that word today. In paragraph 1165, it says this. When the church celebrates the mystery of Christ, there is a word that marks her prayer. That word is today. And it's a word echoing the prayer our Lord taught us and the call of the Holy Spirit. He says, this today of the living God, which man is called to enter, is the hour of Jesus' Passover, which reaches across and underlies all history. This is so important for us. How many times do you and I live in the past or we live in the future? We either long for the past or we live, we also can live in, in sorrow over the past but we still live in the past. You know, we either you know, look back fondly and long for that, oh, glory days, or we look back with, with a sad heart, but we're still living in there. We're trapped back in the past, either trapped in the past wanting to relive it or trapped in the past with regret. Or we are looking to the future, either, either looking to the future with anticipation or looking to the future with dread. I mean, how many times like, okay, oh, this weekend, here comes the big thing, whatever that thing is, that, that could be the thing I'm looking forward to, or it could be the thing that I'm, I'm dreading. And yet, what has God given us? He's given us today. We can't go back and change the past. That's impossible. I think Bill and Ted were working on it, but other than that, um, it's impossible to go back and change the past. We can't go into the future. All we're given to work with is now. All we're given is today. And so here is the liturgical season, which reminds us of this fact, reminds us that, yes, there's, you know, there's a feast coming up. That's wonderful. But what do I do today? There, there, there's something that's it's on its way, you know, something challenging or something uh, that I, I get to anticipate and look forward to. That's great. But what do I do today? Even when it comes to our sins, this is so important for all of us. I can look back again and with longing for the glory days or longing for simpler time or longing for when um, I would maybe be more innocent or when things were still good. But I'll, I can also look back and, 
and wish that things were different. I can also look back and say, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish that hadn't been done to me. And we can look back and be trapped there. And the word that the church gives to us is, okay, that, that's all real. But if you surrender that past to the Lord, if you surrender your past to the Lord, say, God, I, I can't do anything about this. Again, I'm, it's, it's impossible to go back and change anything. But what I can do is I can say right now, today, okay, God, I give you access to my past. You get to be the Lord even of my history. You get to have dominion over what I can't even control. I can't even do anything other than remember. You have dominion over my past. But we can only give God dominion over our past or over our future today. And that's why today is so critical. Last little note here. Uh, Church in 1166 and 1167 highlights the Lord's Day. Why do we as Catholics, as Christians, celebrate the Lord's Day, Sunday, as opposed to Saturday. Now, the cynical person, in fact, there's a lot of atheists who might say, or people who are critical of Christianity would say, well, you know, actually, your uh, your Sunday comes from a pagan tradition, you know, the day of the sun. Uh, it's a, you know, Roman kind of a situation. And you have St. Jerome who says, yeah, that's uh, neat that the pagans call it, call Sunday, the day of the sun. Uh, we willingly agree <laughs> for today is, for today, the light of the world is raised. Today is revealed the son of justice with healing in his rays. And so I mean, it's not as if those early Christians didn't realize that there were some pagan holidays or there were some pagan names of days that kind of coincided with what the Christians started calling them or Christians started doing on those days. Of course, of course, they all knew this. So St. Jerome was like, yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> it's fitting. We willingly agree that pagans call this day the day of the sun. This is the day the son of justice arose with healing in his rays. Why do we celebrate the Lord's day on Sunday? Because that is the day the Lord rose from the dead. And so he he had his Sabbath, right? His Sabbath rest, that sleep of death on that Saturday. And he rose from the dead on Sunday. And that is the day then. That's the day that all Christians look to celebrate. The fact that not only has the Lord God conquered death, but he's also given us life. And so we have the ability to then live without fear. When? Not in the past, not in the future, but today. We have the ability to live without fear today because of what Jesus Christ has done on Sunday. So that's what we talked about today. You already got it. That's that it. Here we are, day 159. Tomorrow, day 160, we're talking about the liturgical year. It's a little bit more precise, but it's going to be fun. I, I look forward to it. Until then, I'm praying for you. Please pray for me. My name is Father Mike. I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. God bless.